Welcome to the Kinkist.com podcast, the safest, most comprehensive and educational space for kink, alternative lifestyle dating, connection, and community anywhere on the web. Our goal at Kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever-increasing world of superficial monotony. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com, where we ask, what are you into? I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler, BDSM practitioner, and educator. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and cosmic sexuality, practitioner of conscious kink and transformational BDSM. All right, everyone. Welcome to today's show. Welcome, brother. It's always good to have you here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, as always, my friend. I it's nice to be able to finally lighten up and have a, a get back to being able to talk uh, about kink in a joking way. Yeah, I know. We, 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 well, we covered the important stuff, right? And that's kind of the things. It's like once you get the important stuff out of the way, now we can move into, you know, some more theory and, um, you know, just just fun. We can just have yeah. more fun with it. So, but yeah. we'll still we'll still have the serious conversations. But today's sure. episode, episode three, is casual sex. Is it bad for you? So here it is. So casual sex. I mean, this is this is kind of the hookup culture. This is the world, I would say. This is the new world we're in in the last, I would say, probably eight years with the explosion of Tinder and online dating and everything, and especially the world shutting down. This is just how people are connecting. And a lot of people are connecting for hookups or, quote unquote, casual sex. Uh, or S3X. I don't know. I don't know the YouTube algorithm. S, if S3CX. Gonna... Yeah. Well, I think yeah, it's S3X. just, <laughs> I think, you know, my generation, obviously I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, but I remember, you know, the, it was birth control that really popularized casual sex back in the sixties. Right. Uh, and then of course the seventies. And then of course the AIDS epidemic came around and everybody got a little bit more conscious and casual sex kind of went by the wayside for a little bit. But yeah, yeah, with the invention of Tinder and um, online dating and, and these little apps that everybody has on their phone, uh, casual sex has become a lot more mainstream. And of course, you know, now um, the AIDS epidemic is, is now something that's, that's manageable. People are living with um, HIV and, and um, it's not taken as strenuously, um, uh, I guess, it's not it's not deviating people from having casual sex anymore is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah no i think you bring up a good point and i think that's the first thing is it bad for you well um there's there's definitely usually two sides to every coin right there's the good and the bad so it, the thing that you brought up right away is uh birth control and stis or stds so sexually transmitted mm -hmm. diseases sexually transmitted infections those are going to be usually on the top of people's concerns so um this is one thing that you have to deal with in the world of casual sex hookups, or if you are, um, you know, dating in this world and having multiple partners is the threat of 
STIs, disease, illness. This is just something that that's par for the course. So, um, yeah, it exposes you to more. That's that's one thing. It's just like, hey, it's very simply, yeah, you're going to be exposed to more, you know. Um, and in in casual, you're exposed on a different level. Um, but not to say that in long-term relationships, someone's not being dishonest and that could also expose you at, at the same. Um, it's just the more casual sex you have, the more partners you have, the more risk. So it's just something to keep in mind. Is it bad for you? Well, it increases your risk. There's, you can use condoms, you can use other forms, but your risk, just numbers wise, just statistics, it's going to go up. The more partners you have, the more risk you're exposed to. The more partners they have, the more risk you're exposed to. So many partners, and they have many partners, many, many more risks. And that's just, you know, uh, something to be absolutely aware of when you're when you're dealing with casual sex. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I mean, does many part does having many partners constitute casual sex? I'm sure, you know, this is something maybe we could touch in another podcast. But, you know, obviously, the idea of having multiple partners doesn't necessarily mean casual sex, especially Very with the, the explosion of polyamory and everybody kind of, you know, being out there. Um, I would I would say that my idea of casual sex, um, like I've said, is emotionless it's it's there's no commitment based to it there's no responsibility to each other to have any type of relationship outside of the sexual one yeah i mean that that's a good thing if, if you're looking at casual sex what does that mean and what does that mean to you so if it is there's no emotional uh connection outside of things so could you have sex with somebody multiple times and still consider it casual because you don't have any other ongoing agreement other than having sex in that moment with that person um and and that might be casual in, in your um your book so let's let's go ahead and create some definition here so the casual sex let's look at look at it because there's a lot of different ways you can look at it so um maybe we can pull up a definition too while we're do doing it as far as what does that sure, mean let me see what I can urban find. dictionary so if you want to yeah yeah want to do that <laughs> but i'm gonna define it as like sex with someone like in a one night stand scenario you meet someone for the first time you have conversation arousals created and and, you know, consent is given to be sexual with that person that evening. So um, that that's how I'm going to define it. And we'll, we'll put, uh, I think my brother's here looking up for um, another definition. So he'll be yeah, finding yeah. that. Let's see. Sexual activity between people who are not established sexual partners or do not know each other well. So basically, we go. You, you nailed it, brother. First yeah. Try. So you don't know you don't know each other well. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that that's that's a good thing. So um, and and back to the topic: is it bad for you? So one one is you know the the disease stuff. If you don't know someone well, do you really know how many partners they have or their uh, sexual practices? Mm -hmm. you, you know, are they doing things um, safe, sane, consensual all the time? You know, when you trying to establish that, I mean, we had a huge conversation on this on, uh, on our last podcast about consent is are they doing things consensually? Um, and are they really honest? How much honesty do you have? And this is, you know, something I was looking at in a UK article that a lot of people, um, and, and, and this was, I think, focused on men, but uh, men with HSV or the herpes virus or something like that um, would not tell casual partners that they had it. 
I mean, mm. which it is just a huge violation across the board. But in a casual s- setting, they, you know, um, on majority didn't find it uh, necessary to communicate that to a casual partner where when somebody said they loved you and they were in that type of situation, then they would disclose it when they were looking for something longer term. So that's something also to to look at is, you know, what type of behavior um, do people exhibit in casual sex scenarios versus, um, you know, non-casual or at least some type of, uh, you know, where you have agreements in place and something else. So that's something to be aware of is what you're exposing yourself to. Absolutely. I agree 100%. You, you touched back on the last podcast, and I think it, it all falls back to uh, one of the acronyms we used, which is RAC, and it's it's risk-aware consensual kink. And if you're aware of the risk, then you that's you're on the spectrum of where you see your own your own risk and what you're what you are um able to accept your risk um so if you're able to accept 15 different partners in a year um and and you've you've done your due diligence and that's your level of risk then i think your responsibility then is to make sure that communication wise you're communicating to the rest of the part your partners that yes this is the type of activities that i'm having um i am very sexually active um i i do enjoy having multiple casual partners um but i also think you know touching on your point as far as a communication invo- involving stds I think it's becoming more prevalent. I see it a lot more on the dating apps that people are even posting that they they are HSV positive, um, and that they're you know looking for someone that's either um, uh, sympathetic to that or also HSV positive to to you know mitigate the risks. Um, so I see it I see it becoming normalized and communicated more. But what I don't see people doing is asking the questions that they want the answers to. So mm-hmm. I see, I see people with HSV, HSV being more, um, open about it to talk about it and, to, and to say it, um, and to put it on their profiles. But I think it's important if you're going to operate on a casual manner to protect yourself, to normalize the questions to protect yourself by and going ahead and asking, Hey, do you have any STDs that I should know about either, um, incurable or curable? Have you had any? curable STDs in the past, you know, establish, establish your, your risk with the person, make yourself aware what their history is. Yeah. I think that, I think that's a great, great thing that you bring up. Cause even in a casual situation, you might not know them well, but you can cover the things that are important to go ahead and uh, lower or mitigate that risk. And I think we could probably even do a, a each, I mean, I'm sure we have it on the docket, but a whole show on STIs and just different treatments and, and, and uh, um, treatments, um, symptoms, like just important things you need to know in the world of adult dating uh, that you're just not told. I mean, I think that's all you're told in some of school, but to get, um, you know, to get some more firsthand stuff, we can we can jump in and do that on another time. But this one is all about, you know, casual sex. Is it good or bad for you? Um, the other thing that you brought up, which was great, is pregnancy. Um, now this, depending on if you're a couple that can, you know, conceive and have children, this is also a risk and it comes with, um, you know, the risk of pregnancy is always available when you're doing anything sexual. Um, 
I mean, even if you've had consensual sex with a condom, you know, um, unless you're Drake dropping hot sauce in the condoms, um, <laughs> which, which is another thing. Uh, so, yeah, unless you're doing something to kill off all the sperm or to keep the sperm, uh, you know, outside of the body, there is a chance for pregnancy if you're doing anything um, in that space where you can become pregnant. So that's a big risk as well. So is it safe? If you're taking all those precautions, yes, it can be safe. But is there a risk of pregnancy? Yes, there's a, a risk of pregnancy in, oh, yeah. in that space. And then how do you deal with that? How do you reconcile, um, you know, what happens if you become pregnant with somebody that you are looking to just have a casual encounter with? So um, I think that comes with the, is it bad for you? That would normally be bad. No one, no one is saying unwanted pregnancy is good. Um, yeah. I think everybody is like, it's unwanted for a reason, the emotional uh, processing that you have to go into. If you uh, choose a, an abortion or anything like that, that's still hard on the body for uh, a lot of people and just what that process goes through. And then, um, and then maybe not. Maybe you're, the person chooses to have a child. And if one of the partners didn't want it, how does that work out now financially, emotionally for the rest of that um, child's life? So there's there's a lot of big consequences for this. And that's a, that could be a whole nother show. Well, we're, we're helping. So. We're definitely helping to make everybody risk aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're aware. Like, be aware. It's, <laughs> yeah, you're now aware. Like it's, yeah. you know, I think uh, Kanye West in, in the song Golding is like 18 years. Years, like 18 years but it's it's even more so um yeah, i yeah. mean you're creating life in that situation so being as conscious about it as possible and as loving and all that is usually what people want to do when they're um you know creating a child but that's something that can come up in casual sex and people have had one night stands or a fling or when we're in a relationship and decided to have casual sex somewhere else one time and that one time they became pregnant and their entire life changed so uh, something to be very, very aware of. Those, those would be, I would say, the two big ones. And we can go into um, some of the other stuff as well. Oh. But, uh, those are the big ones, I would say. Absolutely. I've, I've had it happen to me, actually. I've, I've had it happen to where I was casual with someone and they got pregnant and we had to have the tough conversation of what to do. And, you know, looking back, I was young. And now, now I like to normalize the conversation. And, and hey, this is, this is the potential risk. So, yes, condoms do break. Are you on birth control? No, you're not on birth control. Okay, so then if a condom, so then maybe we can take mitigations to to make sure that even if a condom breaks, we can take precautions uh, to not ejaculate internally, um, or um, you know just make that the rule. So even if a condom condom breaks, you're not you're not in that position. Um, another another thing to think about is okay, you're not on birth control. Let's normalize the conversation of what happens. Should you get would there be an accident and you get pregnant, what would you think your idea of what you would want to do? What are your um, uh, what are your your thoughts on abortion or keeping a child if you get pregnant? You know, yeah, those 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 are those are big hard conversations to have with somebody that you just met. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm super excited, I'm super turned on. Now let's have a conversation about yeah, unwanted pregnancy. It's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh wow that's uh that's quite the mood we've uh we've swung here from wine and music and romance to yeah. uh crying children and or possibly you know medical procedure so well, it's something um, 
it's something that we have to put into our uh, disclaimers when people come to our parties and could yeah. be inter- intermingling with people that they've never met before, but then five minutes later having casual sex. So yeah. it's, you know, we put it in our rules to say, hey, if you interact with someone and everybody uses protection, we make sure that we're protecting the house, but we're also protecting our, our fellow members that are coming to our house and, and having a good time. Um, but we also say, hey, if if a condom does break and this happens, um, you guys need to go and have a conversation about yeah. what to do about it. Definitely, so we, definitely. We definitely so that, encourage it. Yeah, that, that's something that, you know, to put into practice. And once again, in the traditional vanilla world, that might not be happening. But in the world of kink, it should be standard. Like, because this is, once again, this is adult play. So the play part is the fun, exciting part. The adult part is all the responsibility that's attached to interacting with other human beings. A lot of times people just look at it as just play and they're like, no, you're not an adolescent, right? This is adult activity. We should be responsible, respectful and work together for uh, solutions that are not, you know, to minimize conflict, pain, and, uh, you know, suffering. Because, yeah, to make know, the taxes play be, take care of the, that. Yeah. <laughs> to make the play be able to remain play and take all that, that head work out of it, you have to do it at the forefront. You have to have the conversation at the forefront. Now the worry is out the window. Now you guys can enjoy the play. You can do, you can be in the moment. You don't have to be thinking, oh, <clears throat> What does this person have that I don't know about? What is this person's thoughts on things that I don't know about? No, you've covered it. Now you can enjoy your casual sex unabated. Yeah. And that, that's the whole thing is you do the adulting and then you can do the playing. But if you try and play without adulting, then it's just it's just irresponsible. You, you haven't taken care of the things responsible for yourself, the other person, whatever the case may be. Um, but let's talk about a couple of good things. And uh, we'll, I want to talk about short term. So those... You know, the STIs, that could be short or long term. Like, is it bad for you in the short term? It could be bad. Um, there might be something that antibiotics can knock it out. So it, it's something you could recover from. Or it could mm-hmm. be something longer that, that, you know, a cure isn't as readily available. So you're looking at more of a long term, you know, issue. Same thing with pregnancy. It's something that, you know, there's things like plan B or whatever your thoughts are around as far as birth control or things like that. There are things for birth control, but any of that can go wrong. And there's a shorter term issue with abortion or the complications with it or termination of pregnancy. And then there's long-term, if you're keeping the child, how does that whole thing play out emotionally, financially, mentally for both you, your partner, or uh, the father or mother, whoever, whoever it is, and the child. So there's there's all other com- um, types of calculations that you have to look at and be managing uh, for the long-term if you're going to keep the child. But the thing is, there's also good news. There are some good effects like oxytocin. These are some things that, um, you know, reduce pain, endorphins, um, estrogen for women, you know, testosterone for men, serotonin, um, prolactin, uh, dopamine, uh, noepinephrine. There are a whole slew of positives that are associated with sex. So if you're having, um, you know, casual sex and you are you know, having these hard conversations, these are the, the benefits of it. And you can go into each of these and maybe we can do, we can, we can maybe jump into the benefits of sex uh, <laughs> on another, another thing, but we can dive into each of these because each of them um, have really positive effects for your body and your overall health. So that's something if done healthily um, is something that's really good. But one thing we haven't addressed is um, emotions. 
right? So like emotional state through casual sex. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about, I guess, some of the positive and negative experiences that you've had, or I guess the bad when it comes to casual sex, and then there's negative emotions associated with it? Well, I mean, if you're not in the right mental state for, for casual sex, if you're um, in a bad, if you just had a bad breakup, um, and you know, you're, you're prone to codependency and, and you haven't done any, enough work on yourself that you're just going to, you want you think, oh, I'm going to jump into casual sex. And now all of a sudden you have these feelings and the person that you were having casual sex for doesn't have the same feelings as you do. And so therefore you put yourself in a situation where you're coming on too strong now and you're, you're having feelings and the other person is, is rejecting you. And now you're not mentally prepared for that rejection and it puts you in a state of depression. So be mentally prepared, be mentally strong to be able to, um, uh, keep keep the emotions out of it because that's that's the name of the game when it comes to casual sex is is keep the emotions out of it. Yeah, and and that's going to be really challenging. So you have to really know yourself in in how you behave once you get all those lovely dopamine hits and oxytocin flowing and everything else. Those chemicals are actually bonding chemicals. Those those chemicals actually are there that help create pair bonding uh, chemically. So the the chemistry and biology um, is not working for you when it comes to casual you know casual sex. If it's good, like if you have that good connective, really deep sex with somebody you just met, you know, and and they, it operates different between men and women, different levels for each of these different things. But you can start having those different bonds. So if you're going to be you know starting those bonds and breaking those bonds, starting those bonds and baking those bonds. You're going to need to know yourself and how you deal with that and reconcile that emotionally. Do you have, um, you know, some type of ritual that you go through that brings you back to yourself? And that's something that I always recommend for people in that have some ritual to help you bring you back to yourself, to center yourself, to get more energetically aligned um, instead of all of your attention being back on this person that, you know, you guys were just looking to have a, a beautiful experience um, so can you can you call yourself back and bring your attention so your emotions aren't in a bad space and you're you're running that because good sex can be bad for you. <laughs> you know, there's there's a if you don't have the emotional um, you know tools and uh, processing available to kind of reconcile that 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 can also be a, a short term really negative effect. Well, yeah, you talk about all those hormones and things that are going off and, and connecting hormones, like you said. Um, and then you couple that in today's day and age where people are having casual sex in environments where they're um, intoxicated in some form or another, whether it be alcohol or some other form of drug or something like that. And all those are mood enhancers, but also release hormones that could potentially affect your emotions and, 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 and could connect your connectory state. So it's, it's important to be aware of what state of mind you are in when you're ex in exploring these casual sex, just to keep yourself from emotionally crashing or causing emotional pain to someone else who's not wanting it. Definitely. Yeah. And that, and that's a big thing too, is, is, I mean, we talked about consent before and we talked about informed consent and can the person even give consent? So if somebody's not used to casual sex and it's like, Oh, this is their first time, you know, it's their first time 
Maybe, maybe not. But in any case, if you're going to be a decent human being, you should be able to have the conversation to see if they're really okay with it and they would be able to process what's happening. If it's just an intoxicated state and things like that, you might want to hold off. Even though you're really excited, you want to make sure that the consent's really there and you can can have that casual thing so you can, you know, say, oh, wow, that was really fun and, and leave it at that. That was, that was something that looks great that was shared and you didn't end up, you know, hurting somebody unnecessarily. That you could have just mm-hmm. been like, oh, you know what, another time or, you know, maybe not. Yeah, I'm feeling like you're not going to be able to handle this. They're, they're already, you know, puppy dog eyes or they're, you can already tell they're like already creating attachment because they got out of an unhealthy relationship. So a lot of things to manage emotionally. And, uh, you know, we, we can have a show talking about that and, and being able to read into that a little bit more. Um, but that's definitely a short term thing to look at. With your, when you're in the short term, you know, those emotions are going to kick in. Um, now let's jump into the long term. It's like some of the long term concerns, and in in the long term, one of the things is: uh, Are you building habits of you know casual sex where it might now be hard for you to switch into longer term relationship if that's something that you would want at some point? And how does that a- affect your ability? to manage long-term relationships when you aren't having those deeper conversations and working with that. So I think that's something that a lot of people don't look at is like, oh, I can just, I can turn it on and off whenever I want. And it's like, well, you've built a habit of, you know, being avoidant afterwards, or, you know, you get really anxious afterwards or something. How do you now change that into a more stable, consistent relationship? Oh, absolutely. If you spend your time detached, then you're going to continue to detach and you're going to have trouble reconnecting um, later on. You're not going to have the tools because you've been using the tools to keep to keep all that emotion at bay and and to keep anybody who invades your your lack of emotion away. So, um, yeah, it's it's important to maintain the tools of centering to yourself so that you can also connect with others later on should you choose to do so in in the future um you know and, and i want to kind of coin a new uh, acronym um of uh rcs got yeah, a yeah, new yeah. acronym folks you got a new acronym hold on drop dropping it down so i like to say rcs for responsible casual sex and i think that's nice. that's what you need to that's what you need to kind of think about when you're when you're thinking long term um, you want to be uh, responsible. You don't need to be responsible for a person's emotional well-being or anything like that. But you do need, you do need to be responsible for yourself and be responsible for acting ethically within the casual environment. And I think that that starts with, like we said, with maintaining um, your safety through STDs and communicating STDs um, and protecting yourself against um, unwanted pregnancies. Um, and just just being an all around ethical person when it comes to consent and and making sure that um, the person is able to mentally provide consent and that you're in a mental state to be able to handle this 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 casual sex ride that everybody wants to go on. Yeah, I think that I think that's a, a great thing. Responsible casual sex. So that that's one of the big things is when you're dealing with other people, you like losing empathy is not a good thing. Like you, you don't want to live in a world where we have a lot of people that are just becoming more and more, um, you know, that lack of empathy because then we can start doing things to each other and hurting each other unnecessarily. This is not like from revenge or anything else. It's just from a carelessness. It's not being re- responsible. And it's not just 
being responsible on one level, but once again, it's like emotionally, physically, mentally, are you, are you being abusive in any of these different places? And are you even aware of it? Or do you have that sensitivity? Um, and we'll, we'll talk about, you know, narcissism and all, all these other things later when it, when it comes to, you know, sex and sexual encounters and intimacy and that. But it's just something to be aware of, like, what type of person do you want to be? And I think that's the thing is, uh, yeah, you can be a friendly person that has casual sex that people absolutely love, or you can be a monster, like, and, and it's, it would seem like, uh, the same activity but how it's done is just as important as what is being done so that's something to really keep in mind yeah and i think the difference there between being a monster within the casual sex environment and being the guy that everybody loves is just being able to be honest with yourself and with everybody else honesty is the number one key to to healthy relationships whether they're casual whether they're committed long term just be honest yeah and and that's and that can be really challenging and casual sex you might oh but if i say that will it won't will you know will that stop me from having sex well you should be disclosing the important things if it's going to affect their you know physical state in any way right if it's going to um really affect their emotional state if you have a partner and you're not communicating that and they don't want to be in that type of situation like there are a couple things that are just generally important to know and you should be aware of those, right? If you, if it's not something that you're comfortable, you know, broadcasting, you know, to everybody that you're doing, there's a good chance that you probably need to have a conversation with, with, with that person intimately. It's like, if you can't talk about it with, you know, and, and, you know, your friends or, you know, in general conversation, if people are going to look at you like, wow, that's a real, you know, asshole move to do, <laughs> you know, there's probably, you know, but, oh, I didn't tell her that blank, 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 or I didn't tell him blank, blank, blank. Um, you know, that, and you're going to look at the comment section and someone's going to be like, oh, you're total blah, 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 because of that. You might want to have that conversation and just, you know, save yourself that, uh, you know, karma if you're into that, you know, just, just do right by yourself and others. Oh, yeah. And if you're judging your, your um, disclosure of anything as to um, whether or not you should say something based on whether or not you're going to have sex with this person, you know, like you said, could this person withdraw their their desire to have sex with me if I say this, then too bad. You're not in the you're not in the game for responsible, eth ethical, casual sex. If there's something that you fear saying might prevent you from having sex with that person you're not acting ethically as that if that's what your major concern is don't be majorly yeah, concerned with whether or not they're going to withdraw consent yeah and i think you said it best Re you know responsible casual sex you're not being responsible at that point now you're playing uh some different game of manipulation and then again it's like or you know now we're moving into that gray area of consent, which we said before, it's not gray. It's like they, you didn't let them know key components about yourself in order to, to have a sexual experience that, you know, might've probably changed the consent uh, situation. So just be upfront with who you are, your intention and what's going on. Um, I would like to bring up and that transition to another long-term effect of, you know, casual sex and, and that world and something else that could be considered bad. And that is reputation, right? Mm -hmm. Because now we, we live in a really, uh, you know, open society where, you know, your history can follow you around. We have people who've done things, you know, years ago that, you know, might've seemed funny at the time or whatever. And now their careers are getting ruined for it or all these different things that are happening where your reputation of being somebody who, 
is not in relationship, how does that actually affect you? And can you honestly communicate that? Or now are you trying to hide the person that you were for a number of years and the amount of partners that you had? Because now you're trying to, you know, uh, polish up the your, your car, like on a, on a used car lot, not saying, oh, yeah, it had, you know, 27 different owners, but it's in really good condition, blah, blah, blah. Now you're trying to say, oh, no, you know, it only had, you know, there's only a couple people that like are you trying to hide that or can you proudly say like, Oh no, I was definitely in the casual scene for a while. And now I'm much more focused on something long-term. So if you're trying to make that transition, can you be completely honest in that? Or is it affecting your ability to be honest in the long term with yourself and others? Well, I think you can be honest without having to give full disclosure as long as you're being ethical about it. If you were in the casual scene and you came out of the casual scene and you came out clean as a whistle and you, you know, you, you took your risk and, and um, now you've, you've tested and everything is, is clear. And, and I don't think it's everybody's business, what your sexual history was as long, as long as you're able to go, I'm starting fresh from here and I'm, I'm clean and I'm being honest with you and full disclosure about, um, what your risks are, maybe, maybe I say, yes, I was very, I was very active in my youth, but I don't think you need to get down into specifics or, or. Yeah, no, no, I, I think, yeah, I think, you know, and you might not know, I mean, you might not know the numbers. It's not necessarily getting precise with the numbers, but are you okay with yourself with what you're doing now that you could actually acknowledge it later? Right. And yeah. if, if it's something that you are already concerned about having that conversation later, you might want to look at what you're doing now. Right. It's, it, you know, it's, think of, um, you know, being in the military, some people might be okay with it, but then some people ha still have PTSD or traumatic things that have happened to them in that space. It's like if you're doing certain things, um, you know, you could have been, um, you know, any, any time that you're doing something, you just might want to look at, can you look back at this and be comfortable with the decisions that you're yeah. making now and be okay with the repercussions of somebody not being okay with your history? Like that's sure. something that is oh, like also as well, if you if you can't, if you have to now hide it, you can say, yeah, I had, you know, several, I, for a couple of years, I was casual before and someone's not okay with it. That's their right. But if you try and actually hide that, that could always come back and bite you. You know, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, I, I'm in a relationship that I really love and everything else. And now, you know, several former lovers or different things about you are being released or get discovered from whatever reason, because, you know, the Internet. And now you're in a position where you can't be honest about it and the, your partners can't be right there with you and saying, oh, yeah, no, you talked about this. Yeah, that's the, that's really, you know, unfortunate that's bringing up. But yeah, we can work through it because they, they know who you are. You were able to communicate who you are instead of, uh, no, no, I didn't do that. And then, hmm. you know, you're in a situation where you're not really being honest with yourself and someone else. Yeah, you definitely want to limit your regrets um, when it comes to casual sex. And, and that, that all comes back to risk aware. <clears throat> yeah, that's the think big thing. But I think that that casual sex, like I said, is it that the the name of the top podcast is 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 it safe? Um, or is I think, it bad like for I said, you? Is it bad? <laughs> is it is it bad for you? Sorry, is it casual sex? Is it bad for you? Um, like I said, I think that's that's all up to your own perspective and what your level of risk awareness is. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I think that is a great place to um, go ahead and wrap it up. For those of you with that acronym, one more time, brother, is RCS? 
right? RCS, Responsible Casual Sex. Awesome. So this will take care of episode three of the Kinkus podcast. And until then, stay kinky, my friends. <laughs> stay kinky. Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?